Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we talk about Hallmark films from the cynical cinephile point of view. And the hopeless romantic point of view. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And we are talking about a film that we've both been looking forward to in the Fall Harvest Film Festival on Hallmark, (laughs) uh, Taking the Reins. And the reason we've been looking forward to this one is that it stars one of our favorite uh, leads, Nikki Deloche. Yes, this was my most anticipated Mm -hmm. Fall Harvest movie that I was looking forward to. I was not expecting to love Raise a Glass to Love so much. Uh, and so we were, you know, like, oh, a little nervous about the follow-up, even though it is a Nikki Deloche, which I don't think there is a movie that she's in that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we were we were excited about this one. Um, so should we tell them? Tell well, them? it sounds like you're just primed and ready to tell them. So you go ahead. <laughs> does it? Tell me. It does. Would you watch this one again? Would you have it on the background while you were doing other things? Or would you never watch this film? Well, my favorite part is when you say what other things I might be doing. I don't know, baking, uh, taking a stroll around the house, you know. Stroll around Smelling the house. flowers, I don't know, whatever you do in your spare time. You really don't know what I do. <laughs> so I would watch this movie again. Okay, is that a firm would, a definite? It, it is a firm would watch again. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I don't know... If I would go as far to say, like, absolutely, like, in love with this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a few things about it that, that we'll talk about. Right. But as a whole, this movie was very enjoyable, and I would definitely watch it again. Would you rather watch this one or Raise a Glass? That's the question. How do you, how do you rate it next to Raise a Glass? Ooh. <laughs> That's diff. I would watch, obvi- <laughs> I mean, obviously, I would watch both again. Right. Are so we have why to make- would I, why do I have to choose? Are we going to make the listeners wait for our top five? Sure. Okay. All right. They'll they'll get our top five at the end of the Fall Harvest Festival. Fall as, Harvest Festival, as you call it. Uh, I, I'm I'm on the fence on this one. I really am on the fence between you know having it on the background and sitting down and watching it only because this film had a lot of technical issues that drove me mad. You guys know I'm I'm big on lighting. The lighting here was not great for me. Um, it was in a style that I'm just I'm not huge on, and you know I'll, I'll talk a little bit about why that is. And also the jingle. They had jingles left and right, amped up on the sound mixing. It, it almost ruined, it did ruin a few scenes for me um, in the film where you just, I really feel like you need to pull back on the jingle and let the actors act, you know, let them breathe, let them do their thing because it really kind of hindered some things. So I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Well, the people need to know. You need to make a decision. <laughs> uh, I, I would watch this again. There's enough of the the acting and some of the dialogue in here uh, through the script that I think it would keep me keep me interested. So I, I think if pressed, I would I would keep this on as a watch. And you are pressed. Apparently, I am pressed yes. right now. Okay, well, let's get into a quick plot summary for those that may have not seen the movie yet. We're totally gonna spoil all of it. So yeah, it's gonna be very you spoiled. Should just go watch the movie first. <laughs> but this is taking the reins. Sam is a writer who needs to find her connection to the articles she writes. She heads back home to her family's farm to write about her past love of horses, only to find her ex-husband Luke working as the family's trainer. Her time there will help her rekindle her love of riding horses, 
repair her relationship with her father, and find her way back to Luke. Ooh, that was great. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Hallmark, needs, was a, to, Hallmark needs to hire you for these. That, that was actually superb. Uh, it was a productive trip uh, for, <laughs> for Sam, as you could see. We've already talked about one lead, Nikki Delush. Yes, she's just in every Hallmark movie that we love. Mm-hmm. She also was an executive producer on this movie as well. That might be why there's some. They take some risk here. They take some some chances. Some some risky risks. Yep. Uh, and then we have Scott Porter, who plays Luke, a newcomer to Hallmark. Right. I've seen his face before uh, as Jason Street. From Friday Night Lights. You were quoting the Friday Night Lights heavily during this film. Which is still a show that I've been trying to get you to watch. And I think, from what I can tell, you are a Scott Porter fan now. So maybe you might watch the show. We'll see. We'll see. see. I, I'm, I'm more inclined to after after seeing him in this. Uh, he was he was re- really great. Uh, I thought he handled his role wonderfully. Yeah, I, I'd be very happy to see him in more Hallmark films. Yeah, I wasn't... I didn't know how, because I haven't really seen him in anything else. So I haven't seen him in a while. Because yeah. Friday Night Lights was a while ago. And so I was just wondering how the chemistry would be between him and Nikki. And man, oh man, I really enjoyed these two together. Yeah, there's there's definitely some chemistry. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I think Scott Porter needs to be paired with Lauren Elena. I think they have a nice vibe. I think they would have some great chemistry uh, on the set. So Ooh. Hallmark... I would love to. I'm shipping these two as the next leads. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Hallmark, Scott Porter, Lauren Elena. Let's make this happen. Yeah, because he, I mean, he, he brought it in this film. I mean, there was some some fire between him and Nikki. Um, some some smolder. Some smolder. No, it, was, it wasn't smolder. We had a blaze. A stro- <laughs> it was a straight, a straight blaze. blaze. I very much so enjoyed their connection, their relationship. And, you know, so I said that it wasn't like a 100 A plus for me. And it's really nothing to do with any of the acting because I think the casting was great. I think all of the performances were fantastic. I think writing was great. It was just a few technical things for me. And I and I hate to say it. You mentioned it already. I don't know if people don't notice it like we do because we dissect these movies now. So I'm like, I don't know if this podcast has ruined Hallmark movies for me <laughs> because the jingle has always been there. Yeah. The jingle and the jingle is a thing even in non-Hallmark movies. Yeah. We were just um, watching 13 Going on 30 the other day and I noticed they had a bit of a hokey jingle in that movie. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like I just like I noticed these things now since we've been doing the podcast. But for some reason, it has to be done just right. It's hard. It's hard to do. And you, you are absolutely right that it was it was very heavy-handed mm-hmm. in, in this movie. And it seemed in odd places as well that didn't really make sense. Yeah, it would come in strong um, out of nowhere sometimes. And it just it, it, it took me out of the film. It took me out of the film. I mean, the main point of the film is to draw the audience in and keep the audience in for the two hours that you're watching or hour and a half or what have you. Um, whenever you play that, it reminds me that I'm watching a movie and it immediately takes me out. It's the same thing with, with poor lighting or with poor camera work. It just immediately takes me out. And so yeah, the jingle upset me. Yeah, because we have some amazing actors in this movie. Yeah. But they can act their butts off. They don't need a hokey jingle for us to know 
that, you know, this is supposed to be a sort of quirky or funny scene. Nikki Deloche, we already know. She can do comedy. Great. Mm. lover. But we have, like, big heavy hitters in this movie. We have Janine Turner for all those Northern Exposure fans. Yeah. Maybe our... Well, no, I think we have a, a, a broad listening range that people will know Northern Exposure. I think so. I hope so, because I know Northern Exposure. Uh, she so also had so. a small stint in Friday Night Lights, which was really? also... Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we have Corbin Burnson, which... I don't know. You probably recognized him. He looked familiar, yeah. Yeah, I know him as Sean Sad and Psych. Okay. I don't know if you ever watched nope. Psych. Uh, but he's been in loads of things. And I thought he they were both wonderful as mm-hmm. as Sam's parents. No, yeah. he. Uh, I especially liked his role. I mean, he talked about the, the father-daughter conflict that they had. Uh, I was waiting the whole movie for this resolution. I was I was amped up for it because I knew it was going to be be a tearjerker, and they they delivered it. They delivered it. Yeah, I loved that the, her mom calls him like an old bear throughout the whole movie, and mm-hmm. you know you know we love those details. It was just like a little detail that that's just like a little nickname she has for him. It's like oh, he's just an old bear, which he was, and it was very to me believable. Like I loved that aspect that we got to see how he's kind of like closed off yeah. with his daughters not doesn't show his appreciation and love you know maybe as he should uh so that was a very nice arc that i enjoyed seeing him oh, yeah. being able to open up um that was to wonderful. his daughters let's talk a little romance though let's get off our, our jingle soapbox <laughs> let's talk a little romance because that's really what the people are here for they might be here for the hokey jingle <laughs> critique as well. Uh, the meat cute. We like to start off with the meat cute. I don't know if we can call this a meat cute. A re meat cute. A re meat cute. Oh oh Ooh. oh yeah. <laughs> the the couple in this movie, well, the leads are a divorced couple. And it it took me a little bit to suss out how long they'd been divorced for. I think we kind of settled on three years probably three plus years like maybe i think under four three to four years i'll say yeah it's, well i think they mentioned th- three years that she's ridden yeah. a horse so uh, i guess it all sort of fell into the same time zone when she got the divorce and then stopped mm-hmm. riding as well so these these two leads are these two characters have been divorced for three-ish years and nikki first of all i mean i will say so it was really funny that the mom, the dad, the sister do not tell her that her ex-husband has been hired by you know the father to work the farm. No one tells her because they're afraid to tell her, as, as they should be. Um, and so it's, it's really funny to see them kind of scramble around. Like, it, it's an extended meet-cute, basically. Yeah, I love that, you know, he Luke doesn't really come in for, for a good... I don't know, 15 yeah, you're or right. so that, minutes that is, into yeah. the movie. And so, so yeah, we, we're seeing that the parents haven't told her. And I love the scene when her sister, Alex, I do want to shout out the actress that plays her sister. She was awesome. I adored her. She was, she was absolutely fantastic. I've never seen her in anything else. She was so funny. Mm-hmm. The sister connection was Great. very yep. authentic. Believable. And believable. Loved them together, loved her humor, um, and so she was played by Eliza Hayes Mayer, and yeah, I thought she was yep. fantastic. But I love that scene when she realizes, oh, Sam's already gone to the stables, and she's like, D- are you serious? Like, you really still haven't told her? 
Uh, and she's like, well, I'm going to go because I need to basically watch this train wreck. So And it, and it was a great train wreck. I mean, she turns the corner to see Rascal the horse, and there and he is. And then she sees another Rascal. <laughs> yes, yes, she does. She does see another Rascal. Uh, her ex-husband, Luke. Yep. And then cut to them running across the lawn, Luke chasing after her. And there's a whole thing. With now, I have to say, I feel like Sam acts a tad immature at this point. I understand that she's shocked and she's upset with her parents, but I don't know if I would have shown it so openly. But I guess it just goes to show that they're just all really close and she doesn't really care that Luke is seeing her act this way. Yeah, I mean, they haven't seen each other for about three to four years. And, you know, it seemed like their relationship ended kind of odd you know on a weird note so I, I would do the same thing but she like so i would get if she went to talk to her family about it sort of like in private but no, she's literally off. just yeah. standing like right behind her as yeah she... doesn't he even say that he's like i'm right here yeah like, um so yeah that was that was pretty humorous and she like stops her dad from like sneaking away back into the house and i mean the dad by the way let me just set the scene for you this silver fox of a father is constantly trotting around in riding boots and I, it is a look. It is a look. And it's a look that I want to adopt. <laughs> you know. And for the record, Nikki Deloche wants me in riding boots. I put it out there. She said, go for it. So riding boots, I'm going to wear all the time. Yes, when we were live tweeting. Mm-hmm. she. Um, it is so much fun when we live tweet. So if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, uh, we had so much fun. Nikki and Scott were tweeting it was along great. with everyone. Yeah, the fans was... were awesome. Everyone was just like having a blast with this film. And it comes through. And so I'm going to be wearing riding boots like the old bear, just walking around house. I mean, you got Nikki's blessing. So yeah. why wouldn't you? Why not? So that scene was great. And you know they eventually come to some equal terms. And then there's a dinner. So it's like this this whole thing extends. It extends from the, the carriage house. I'm sorry. It extends from the barn to her talking to her parents. And then we have a dinner. Yeah. Make no mistake. This is a wealthy family. That they oh, yeah. ha- Their dinner, like when Sam comes down, like she is dressed. It looks like at the end of the movie. It looks like the end of the movie. Yeah. She's got this like puffy sleeved, like fitted dress, like jewelry. Like they are dressed really nice for a family dinner. Yeah. I don't know about you. But I don't dress like that for, for oh, my I do. family dinner. No, I do. I wear three ties, two hats. <laughs> like, I go all out. Your riding boots. My riding boots. So, I mean, there's a, a point in the movie where her mom is watering the plants with, like, this China boss. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay. From the Ming Dynasty. We get these people have some money. Yeah. Oh, they, they do. But the dinner scene is really kind of funny. It, it, was, it was over the top. It was ridiculous. If you can get past the jingle, yeah, just flying around like crazy just in banging there, against your head. I was <laughs> I was trying to to get past it, but no, the scene itself was hilarious. And again, I like I said, these performances of this were outstanding. Yeah, so. Everyone, everyone. I mean, Yams played a, a central role here, uh, and we actually start to see why Sam and Luke are split. Like, there's some some tension there. You can kind of see how they, they Some differ. Some tension. There's a lot there's of tension. A lot there's of a lot of tension. Uh, there's a lot of tension between the two of them, especially at the dinner table. Um, and it makes it awkward for everyone. But what's weird is, you know, after that this funny scene, she goes back to write and she finds out that Luke is actually living on her parents' farm in the carriage house. And so she storms in and they're like arguing and he offers her a drink. And then she looks at the couch 
And to me, the couch is named Winston. Apparently, this couple, when they were married, named this couch Winston. To me, Winston is the hero of this film because after she sees the couch, her attitude completely shifts. Did you notice that? Like, as soon as she sees this couch, her attitude completely shifts towards Luke. Yeah, I, I would say you're right. Um, she definitely comes in hot, storming in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that the the house, and I'm, I'm thinking about it now because as she's walking, you can hear uh, the creaking of, like, the hardwood floors as they walk around in this house. And yeah. I loved that about yeah. this movie. Like, this house was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and the- so I just thought that was, like, the creaking of the floorboards. And I don't know. I thought that was a nice... Uh, that really nice was. element. Look at you picking up on that. That's awesome. Nice element to the movie. So yeah. yeah, so she goes storming in. And yeah, I guess you are right. There is a really uh, lovely shot. See, I told you the other the other podcast that we're just like switching roles. Like, <laughs> you're going to talk about the romance and I'm like picking up on all the technical things. I enjoyed the shot of, you know, he's like, you want a drink? And they're like, yeah, we need to, you know, have a drink because tensions are high. So he's... He's opening the beer bottles, yep. uh, getting the caps off. Oh, I know what scene. Yep. And so he's like in the foreground, and then she's like in the back, like her back is turned to him. But you see, like, it, it's like the look on his face as he's doing it. Like, it was a really cool shot, especially because it was so tight on him. It was almost an extreme close up on him, and it it was unique. It's, it was unique. It's yeah. not a shot you you normally see in Hallmark films. And I'm thinking, I think that's the only time they really got a little little creative in their shot making. And it was done extremely well. I, I noticed that too, and I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that. That was that was a really good one. Yeah, I don't just the emotion on his face. Like I was like, oh wow, yeah. like yeah, you know, because he's like, we're about to get into it. But you're right. As soon as she sees the couch that they apparently named Winston, which you know, when we live tweeted, I was like, is this a thing? Do people really name their couches? Because I've never heard of this. We've never named our couches. No. Um, and I, we did get a few responses, and people were like, nope, not a thing. <laughs> so I don't know where that came from, but... But again, the couch is the hero of the film, so he should have a name. <laughs> he should. And uh, But yeah, she really feel like she immediately is like, oh, you know, he kept it. And so she, you know, is starting to think like, well, maybe, you know, there is some sentiment left that, you know, there was some something meaningful enough to him in our relationship that he would have kept this. Yeah, it was definitely a turning point because after that, the very next scene, they start joking with each other um, out on the, uh, the, the track, I guess the horse track. And so that really was the turning point for them, in, in my opinion. But let's, let's talk a little technical. I thought I was just now talking. Well, you're doing both. You're romance and technical, how the technical I... raised the romance bar. For me, the biggest issue I had of this film was the interior lighting. It it just, it did not work for me. And I, I think, I don't know if it was a budget issue, because you, you need a lot of lights and very specific lights to light a barn. The barn especially. Um, it was just underlit at times, but then they would be overblown. It was just a little too much for me. And it, again, it, it takes me out of the film. You want it to feel natural, and it just it just fell short. And I hate that because I know how hard it is to light like a dark barn with overhead lights and everything, but it just it just wasn't there for me. So that to me was, other than the jingle, was the, the biggest drawback, technically speaking, of this film. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I could tell like in some, some spots it did seem darker, but it never really bothered me, obviously not the way it does for you. 
but I thought the that there were a lot of really good outdoor lighting scenes. Oh, the exterior like, shots were gorgeous. Yeah. The exterior shots were so beautiful. And we didn't talk about this yet, but, you know, it's fall here. They have these golden leaves all around. You, you know, you have that depth of field, just these nice uh, patches of oranges and yellows behind them when they're talking. The exterior shots were done fantastic. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, yeah, so unlike last week's movie... We do need to address as this. As amazing as it was... Because we didn't address it. and It was not a fall movie. No, it was not. It was nowhere <laughs> near a fall movie. There was not a stitch of fall in it. But... At least it wasn't this, like a winter movie. This movie made up for it. And I'm very proud of myself. Because okay. I was watching the movie and I was like, this, the fall foliage is amazing and mm. beautiful. And I was loving the exterior shots. I'm right. getting the lingo down and uh, giving me all of the fall feels. But I was thinking to myself, well, this was not filmed in the fall. So how, how are all of these leaves fall colored? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, did they like color correct this in post-production? And they did. Wow. I did a little research, and they absolutely did. That's tricky. I mean, that's tricky to do. Yeah, so an amazing job, because mm-hmm. I would have never... I mean, it looks real. Yeah, no, it looks... I would have, I would have not guessed that. It, it's done fantastically. I think the only other time where we kind of noticed some, some post was... And you've, we kind of had a discussion about this, is when they're on the bench talking, and you know they go back and forth... Behind Luke, it looks like a green screen to me. And I know, you know, Gary Yates came at me one time when I called him <laughs> out for green screen in a fall movie. He came at me. I'm going to say it right now. I, I'm, I'm really certain that was green screen because if you look at Luke's shoulder, there's a tint of green that goes down his shoulder. And that happens when light hits the green screen and bounces off the screen and hits the actor. So I'm pretty sure that's a green screen on him, but not on Nikki. Yeah, I know the scene that you're talking about, and we did have a discussion about it. And, you know, our listeners are probably hearing this, and they're like, man, these people, they just, they really don't know how to enjoy a movie. We, we do, though. <laughs> we we do. do. You know when we enjoy a movie. And we did. We really did enjoy this movie. Don't don't think that we didn't. But we also pick it apart, because that's, <laughs> that's what, what we, we do. do. So <laughs> the... The scene, which we're going to go into the romance shortly after this, is that I thought it did look like a green screen. But I was like, there's no way. Because when they show, like, the pull back shot of it, they're outside. They're, like, there's no reason for it to be green screen. So I'm just, I was confused as, as to why it would have been. I don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. Well, the director of this movie maybe she can tell us, mm-hmm. is Claire Niederbroom, who we are big fans of. We are. Her pen pal, Sluck Would Have It. We've said her name many times. So so maybe she will have some insight into if that was green screen or not. <laughs> Claire, let us know. So talk to me about the romance of that scene. <laughs> oh, I will. So the romance in this movie is unlike a lot of other movies mm-hmm. because we get... It's a, it's a different perspective because these two people have been married before. So we already know there was love there. Right. And from the the look of it as their reconnection happens. As they're washing horses, for instance. They There was a lot of love there. <laughs> so 
it's a you know this movie even though it was very much so like a classic hallmark hallmark they did a lot of different things uh in the romance department because hallmark movies aren't usually this like juicy like there was like some you know drama that like Mm -hmm. luke is dating someone else sort of like they've gone on a few dates that is dating someone by the yeah. way he's like no not really we've been on a few dates luke that's that's called dating yeah. you're dating someone if you've been on a few dates yeah she thinks they're dating uh ashley the baker so you know she kind of tries to hide it. well no she does try to hide it from sam yeah. and then she sees him at the bar and then like there's some flirting going on with Sam and Luke while he's on a date with another woman. That that scene right there is ridiculous because we have sort of this this huge conversation between them, a very deep conversation between them so early in the movie. And where are their drinks? The bartender takes like 20 <laughs> minutes to get them two glasses of wine and a beer. It's it's wild. The bartender knows what's up. He is, he's a good he's taking his time on purpose. <laughs> so he's like, these two need to, they need to have a talk. And they did. And it, it, was, it was so refreshing. And this goes back to, you know, the script and the acting to see them sort of move this sort of talk to, I think it was about 40 minutes in, maybe an hour, about halfway through the film. Usually this kind of talk happens at the end. Yeah. So they did stuff like this. It kind of reversed things around. Yeah. And it was really surprising. Yeah. But very fun to mm-hmm. watch. Very enjoyable to watch because we weren't expecting it. No. And we definitely were not expecting to get a kiss when we did. Yeah, no, that and what a kiss. Whoa. What a kiss. So We had a we had a before ending kiss. We have we have quite a few before ending kisses. Well, I mean, I would say borderline makeout. <laughs> Would, would you not? No, I, I would. I mean, and it's funny because while this is happening and we're freaking out, you know, Scott Porter's tweeting, we're trying to break records yeah. for having, I guess, the most before ending kisses at ever in a Hallmark film. And they did. Oh, they broke them. Yeah. They broke all the rules. And I was here for yep. it. Uh, this one specifically that I'm thinking of, which I think is the best one, is the first one by the green screen, uh, <laughs> leaves burning bright. And they, doesn't she say something like, this is such a bad idea? Some... He says it's a bad idea, and she's like, oh, yes, it is. But they do it anyway. And that has happened in another movie. And I want to say it was not a favorite of ours, but don't go breaking my heart. Mm -hmm. There is a scene in there where they have a kiss, a before-end kiss, where they're like, this is a bad idea, and they do it anyway. Those are my favorite ones. They're great. Because it's always a good idea. (laughs) So the... The kiss in here, I was not, obviously not expecting it because it's like, you know, we're maybe less than an hour in. Maybe it's an hour in, yeah. I think. And we're getting a pretty passionate kiss. It's like roll credits. So not only do we get that amazing scene, but like you said, there are multiple before end kisses. And when we get that second one, I was like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way they're going to do it again. And by golly. They did. And it was even better than the first one, which I didn't even think was possible. And I don't know about you, but it was giving me some notebook vibes, you know, of like, this isn't over. It wasn't over. It's still not over. 
And then he grabs her and, you know, you know, you know the scene. It was, it was giving me something. And you, you said, and yes, I would agree with you now. I was like, I've, I felt like I've seen this before. And I definitely took, they took a note from the notebook <laughs> on how to do this. I don't know if we've ever seen that in a Hallmark movie where there is so much like, can I say sexual tension? Yeah. And that we get like a, like a, like a grabbing, like interrupting mid sentence. Like I'm going to kiss you. Like I'm like, he's like, I, you know, wish you would just stop thinking. He's like, cause all I can think about is kissing you and just grabs her and kisses her. I don't know if I've ever seen that in a Hallmark movie. I don't know either. Um, I'm not sure that I have, and I feel like this is the theme for this episode. I don't know if I've seen this in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> because, again, they break a lot of rules, and I think that's why this would be one that I, I would watch again, because it is it is so enjoyable to see. So you, you final answer, you would watch this Yeah, I movie. said it earlier. I, I stand by <laughs> that. I stand by that. No, and that's definitely why I would definitely watch it again, because double definitely watch it again. Uh, is because of these amazing performances. The the romance in it was just, I mean, it was giving me all that I want out of you know the romance. And just just honest conversations movie. between two adults. You got to really give credit to the script. Um, you know, there's a lot of lines that I kind of jotted down in my notes. I mean, one of them was, you know, he asks her, "Is it too late to say I'm sorry?" And she says, "Never." And it's just like little little touches like that. Um, they they hit me. And I couldn't help but think of you know the one Republic song. I don't. What is too late to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> also, an, another lovely thing that they did. So this movie had a, a horse theme. Uh, it had multiple a, horse scenes. A horse theme. A oh, horse Sorry. theme. Okay. Um, you know there was the equestrian competition mm. and but. I really, you know, as cheesy as it may have been, I really enjoyed the the parallels of them talking about horses, but also meaning, you know, they were talking about horses, but they were also talking about their relationship. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. And, multiple times they were doing that. But it was done so well. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I just, I really, I really liked it. Oh, and also, I will say, you know, we have some more adult themes. Like, there's a... There's a heavy hand in drinking here where adults are going to drink. They go out to the bar. He, when she goes to see him, he offers her a drink to calm down. So drinking is pretty prevalent in, in this film. And not only that. Well, I feel like that's pretty old hat now, Hallmark. They're, I mean, I think there's alcohol in every movie I know, we've but, seen this but year. But this was very much in the forefront to me. You know, like it just, I don't know. It, it seemed different to me. And even when, you know, Luke has this date and the very next morning, you know, Sam comes down and the first thing she asks him late night, like that's, that's pretty out there. I I don't think I've seen that in a Hallmark film where she's implying, you know, were you out late with your date? And, you know, it's, it's, it was neat to see. It was, uh, yeah, this movie did feel very real. Like the relationship, all of the relationships, like I believed the parent relationship yep. to Sam, her sister, I, and especially her and Luke, like I bought all of the years, like we didn't need to know everything that happened. Like I could just feel it. And the conversations that they had, like you could feel that they had a past, you could feel that the love was still there. Um, but you know that they're like struggling with the mm-hmm. issues that they had. Like it was just, it was just wonderful to see like that. I mean, that was just the best thing about this movie was just, all of the all of the performances yeah and one of the the best performances for me well it's hard to pick really but you know i mentioned this earlier when you know 
the father finally has the conversation with Sam. And also he has a conversation with her sister too before that. So it's like he's making amends basically for this and going around and just, man, they get me. Those, those father-daughter conversations, you know, when parents realize they've made a mistake and then go to talk to their kid about it, it's just it's so tender and so touching when it's done right. And this was done extremely well. So well. I mean, I was crying. Yeah. It was definitely emotional. Nikki does emotional like nobody else. Yep. When her like voice starts breaking, mm. Uh, mm. gets me every time. But yeah, that talk with her and her dad, it just hit. Yeah, hit you right, right in the ticker. Yep. And um, when he says like, you know, it wasn't that you just gave up riding. It was he was like, I thought you gave. It was like you gave me up. Oh. I'm going to start crying right now. Um, so, and it was acted so well. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, yeah. Corbin Burns, like, when he delivered that line, true. like, because he was kind of, like, getting choked up, like, so he couldn't get the words out. And you know that it's, like, hard for him because this is not something that he does often. Yeah. But it was so ever. important. Not something he does ever, really. No, it was yeah. so important. And it was just, um, yeah, just <sighs> a wonderful, wonderful scene. Mm-hmm. So who was, who was the scriptwriter in this one? Because, you know, these lines that they're saying... Fantastic. Yeah, the writers uh, were Ron Oliver and Alex Wright. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ron is actually, a, he directs a lot of the Hallmark movies and writes them as well. So fantastic job mm-hmm. uh, on this movie. So let's talk about horses, because obviously horses play a large role in this film. I'm not I'm not a horse person. I've never ridden horses before. You're not a horse person? I'm not a horse person. Horse. Hor- horse person? I'm not a horse person person i've never ridden them before uh they seem cool you know if i was you know a cowboy i would definitely enjoy riding horses you know back in the 1800s love it yeah i think horses are beautiful i i would i wouldn't say i grew up with horses i maybe have been on a horse two three times so you've been on a horse i don't think i've ever been on a horse my grandpa had horses and so there are photos of me when i'm younger on a horse nice and I think I was on a horse. There was some trip, maybe some trip that I went on that there were horses. Maybe that was in a dream. I, I know that I've been on horses. So basically what you're saying is just all lies. You've just dreamed you've been <laughs> no, on horses before. No, I've been on a horse a few times. Yeah. And I I do remember being scared <laughs> because they are very large. Yeah. And they, but they are gorgeous and beautiful. Well, and, I, and I haven't been around a horse in a while. I wish that, you know, when I was younger, I was scared of them. I think maybe now as an adult, I might feel a little differently, but maybe they are, they are, they are big beasts. And, you know, this is the second film where we've had horse riding, you know, cause, Oh yes. Yeah. And the vineyard, mm-hmm. they rode the horses. So for me, the whole competition thing, it, it got kind of lost to me. Um, I wasn't really rooting for it because I was just much more interested in the, the family dynamics and the relationship between Sam and Luke. And so her like winning and, and doing the thing and I just, it didn't it didn't connect with me as much as I would have liked it to. Oh, it did me. I was did all it? in. Oh gosh. Some of my favorite scenes are when they were training. Like I, I don't know. Scott Porter played this role so well. Like when he's training her and her dad, uh, you know, they, they're getting into like arguments, like, you know, it's kind of the show like a like a montage. Yeah. But the way he's like, just like his hand movements, like I'm like, he's done this before. He's a horse trainer. <laughs> he, uh, I really bought him as a horse trainer. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't know why I like movies with horses because I'm, and I wouldn't call myself a horse person either. But 
the I've, I've liked the competition i found okay. it fascinating i liked seeing her you know training i always you know when you're in the competition and you're like oh and they mess up but you're like you know they're gonna come back and, and do great so uh, you know and then you know she wins of course so that was i love a, a good okay a good competition do you ever see wild horses can't be broken no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a horse person that's why i wasn't really connecting well, we're going to add that to our <laughs> Silver Screen Sundays because that is an amazing movie. You know, there wasn't that sort of cheesy conflict at the end of the film. You know, he doesn't see her with another man and not call her for a few days. Um, really, the, the conflict, and this is, I actually really enjoy the way they did this. You know, the conflict was between her and her father, which was resolved, her and Luke, which was resolved. You know, it, was, it kind of played out throughout the entirety of the film, as opposed to just, oh no, you know, some accident happens and we're not going to text each other for two months. You know, it was very realistic and I love it when they spread out the conflict because you can see that sort of character's journey, all the characters' journey, so much clearer when they do that. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying, well, what conflict? Like, I didn't even feel like there was conflict, like typical. I mean, there was so much kissing in this movie. There was no... Like, <laughs> There's no, t- no time for conflict. No time kissing. for conflict with all the kissing. There was no, like, big argument that they had, that they had to, like, go away and no. then come back and apologize and it'd be okay. Like, it was... There was not any of that. Well, they did that. They kind of did that at the bar. That's what's so crazy about this. They had that sort of conversation at the bar. But it wasn't even like an argument. It was her like saying, I miss dancing. And then he, you kind of find out why they split up, which I was just like enthralled, you know. Like, well, no, the resolution. The resolution happens at the bar of the con. It, it's, it's so topsy-turvy the way they did it. And I, I thought that uh, it was very well done for it. Yeah, I enjoyed not having that typical sort of like silly fight or something mm. that doesn't make sense. Um, so no, yeah, it was it was very well written that, I didn't have any of that. So fast forward, we know she wins the competition. Yes, she does. And Great job, Sam. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> we fast forward to her article coming out. We didn't even talk about she's writing an article throughout the movie. Apparently she's a writer. She's a writer. She's a writer and, and a writer. writer. Ah, I know. amazing. <laughs> when I was writing my plot summary, I was like, when I say that she falls in love with writing again, I was like, I probably should say horses or right because it's gonna feel like she's writing right yeah you get it um so she's writing an article but apparently she's gonna stay writing i don't know if she, is she just always gonna write about horses now because she's having trouble connecting to her pieces right until she starts writing about horses she starts writing about writing yeah <laughs> yeah that i mean that aspect was was okay for me um I liked her boss a lot. I, I thought, loved her boss. I thought her boss was great. I love the fact that the boss comes to cheer her on, and she's in like almost like this Caesar throne, watching her, you know, perform in the horse. Like it was, it was really funny. Oh my gosh, she uh, has the scene where she's like talking to Sam, and she's like rubbing her temple, and she's like, "Hold on, I'm trying to find empathy for you." <laughs> Yeah, it was it great. Was, it was it cracking was up. Yeah, that was an awesome scene. No, she um, she was awesome. I loved her. Uh, she was played by Megan McNulty, mm-hmm. and she was also an executive producer on the movie as well. Love it. Yeah, I don't really know what she's going to do. The important thing is that the family's not selling the farm. She's going to be with Luke. She's going to be... Somehow, because they're in Connecticut, but she lives in New York, which I Googled it. It's only like a two and a half hour drive. Which is possible. 
so we can do that yeah but are they gonna get married again i mean she pretty much narrates the end of the movie saying i don't know what's gonna happen so and i like that too yeah but we want to know what happens we do <laughs> and i think a lot of people on the twitterverse were already asking for a sequel they were so. they were going nuts over a sequel well they were saying they want it to be like a series like a chesapeake shores yeah. like with the family and the horse form and i was like i could see i that. would i would watch that and you know also I, I do want to shout out diversity and inclusion there's this this sort of this minor plot with her sister liking one of the, the guys that works at the farm matt and you know it kind of runs the course and you think she's definitely into matt but you're not sure if matt's into her and it kind of comes to a head where matt introduces the sister to his boyfriend didn't see that coming at all they were surprising us left and right. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. I want to see more of this. And of course, immediately after that happens, the sister turns and there's this dashing man right next to her and they go off dancing. So she's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. I loved that end scene with like the party and the music. And I, I thought that that was, that was really great. Mm -hmm. And I will say just real quick, if, if they do do a sequel, they need to get Ashley the Baker, you know, someone. Because she got just nothing. She got nothing. Well, she did not not get nothing because sam's boss amanda pretty much is gonna give her a job as a photographer like she's like let's talk yeah so she might have a really good photography job she, she also to, owns her own bakery she needs some romance though i mean she's that's why got, she was going for luke she she's needs got some her romance. cinnamon rolls she's got photography <laughs> that's all you, she that's doesn't all you need. need a man that's all you need but yeah so sam and luke ride off carriage ride off into the sunset oh by the way was that santa claus the carriage rider rider carriage carriage coach the coachman the coachman <laughs> was that a william shatner nod like was he like the santa claus of the film it's a fall movie dear there's no santa well i mean in fall santa just doesn't you know sleep throughout the years maybe he's hanging out in the park and well he's, he's a... not riding horses in central park in new york he's the coachman was he's the coachman ready was. for christmas um because he really gets her onto the whole horse thing he even says you're really good with horses and kind of winks at her a little bit as if he knows what's gonna happen um, maybe so maybe it's not the couch that's the hero of the film maybe it's the coachman that's the hero of the film. <laughs> Maybe you're onto something. So, so yeah, they ride off into the sunset with the coachman, mm -hmm. and yeah, it was it was just a really sweet little movie. No, I mean it was well. Like I said, if it wasn't for the technical issues, I would I would really be for this film. I had I had a good time with it. Yeah, I, and so if it's playing on TV again, I'm there. You're there, and it was definitely it definitely hit the fall notes. Oh, for sure. But not too much like Roadhouse Romance. Which just... Which is funny because they... This movie actually had no fall, but they did it so well that it it was totally believable. Well, that's why set design is so important. We don't talk yeah. about set design too much on the podcast. Every once in a while, we'll bring it up. When it's done well, you, you don't really notice it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's made to feel like a real space. Yeah. And so, yeah, great job on set design. Uh, but thank you guys for, for listening tonight. Uh, continuing on the... Hallmark Fall Festival Film Extravaganza. Yes. Uh, we are excited for next week's movie. Yes, we are. Love Strikes Twice. It looks like a fun one. It we has got, magic. You magic. love magic. I love magic. So <laughs> I'm so excited for it. So we'll be back next week with that review. Mm -hmm. And as always, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following us yep. on all of the socials, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And 
if you are listening to our podcast where you can rate and review, please do so. We would very much appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. And thank you guys for the messages too. Love talking to y'all. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.